2: Welcome to Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. We are going live on so many channels at once, I don't know where we are. We're on Facebook, <laughs> we're on Twitch, we're here recording in the studio. It's all going down <laughs> at once. We are all over the Matrix, I guess. Welcome <laughs> man. with me today is my team. I have Janelle Wheeler. Hello, everyone. Matthew Aguilar. What up, peeps? And returning once again... One of our all-around jackknife experts, Miss Nicole Drum is back with us.
1: Hey, folks.
2: And guys, uh, we're just coming to you now at a not-so-special time of Tuesday just to talk about some not-so-special things like the MCU being back with WandaVision. Is
0: that why uh, you're drinking champagne?
2: Yes, the only <laughs> um So... Yes. Last time we talked to you guys, we had we were waiting for WandaVision to drop. Jim Viscardi came through and kind of gave you a nice first impressions of what you could expect to the se- from the series, which I hope helped prepare some people for maybe some of the unexpected kind of uh, product we were getting with WandaVision, which we are definitely going to be talking about. But now we're going to talk about it in full spoiler discussion, and uh, I think it's going to be spicy. I think we got some divisive opinions for you today. So we're going to be getting into full That's one edition talk and hopefully make it spicy for you. But before all that, we got to talk about one big rumor that came our way. Uh, we don't really do many rumors anymore, but this one was too good to pass up. So uh, Kevin Smith was doing his big uh, podcast show and he just kind of uh, started grinning like, grinning like a kid by dropping a rumor that we could be getting Batman the Animated Series back through hbo max the series has recently moved over there it used to be on dc universe but now the kind of uh yeah batman animated series is now on hbo max and kevin smith is kind of teasing that we could not without teasing that this could be something that they pick back up and keep doing um which all i have to say is why the hell not bring back batman the animated series bruce tim I mean, they've basically been forcing Bruce Timm to do Batman animated things like with his entire life, since those are the kind of features that sell. So might as well let him come back to the flagship series. A bunch of people are probably rediscovering it on HBO Max as we speak. Um, Yeah, I'm all behind this. And as Kevin Smith pointed out, it's great because this is an animated series. So, you know, there is a kind of loose continuity to Batman animated series, and we can just pick back up and just keep going with that same continuity. Ah, uh, they've tried to continue it in like comics and stuff, but uh, nothing beats the kind of original animated form. So I'm all for it. What do you guys think? Let's just go around the room. Matt, uh,
3: I, I mean, I agree with you. Really, I, I feel like uh, there's no reason not to, especially with how good DC animation has really continued to be over the years. I mean, some of those movies were better than the live-action stuff we were getting, uh, the straight-to-animation stuff. So um, I think it's. I mean, I think it's smart. I will say. Um, you know, because the current comic, the the next adventure, or I think it's called or whatever, which is essentially that, is continuing those adventures and like introducing new characters. Um, I haven't loved, and I feel like, it, and it is actually features part of the team that did those, you know? Uh, so I don't know, like there is a thing of, you need to get the original squad back together, but also some things would probably need modernizing. I don't know if you could just necessarily pick up right where you left off. You got to make a couple changes. Cause like some of that stuff doesn't like I, that hasn't hit me in the nostalgia spot as thoroughly as I thought it would. So yeah, anyway, but I think you should do it.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Uh, I, I definitely want to see it as I, you know, expand my knowledge into DC with like reading of all these comics and everything. I'm going to be able to experience this in a different way. Um, I'm going to have much more excitement for this than I did as a kid because it was more of like me um, watching my cousin watch it it wasn't it wasn't like my go-to uh, show to watch so now um, I think it's gonna be a really cool way to look at it and my question is is it too soon to like speculate like, the tone and the people behind it and the storyline and what they're going to cover. Like, can we start getting excited about this? Can we start researching this? Or is this like, am I over overshooting this? So i getting too excited too quickly. More content, by the way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just slip that in. Have I don't to. know. I would say typically like, Smith is the fact that he was so giddy yeah. and he yeah. was so like, I've heard this rumor for about a month before it hit. And like, this is, that tends to lend a little bit more credence to it that it's actually a legit thing. So, I mean, I don't know. I'd get excited. Why not?
2: That'd and I cool. still have the original creators on hand. It's not like they've gone anywhere. Like you can still yeah. pull back in a lot of the whole same crew to do this. And I'm sure you, I mean, even Kevin Conroy would do it. And even though he always retires from everything, I'm sure Mark Hamill would even step back in and, <gasps> and do some more jerks. Oh
1: my God! <laughs> please. Now, I
2: was gonna say, Nicole, what do you what do you think?
1: Um, well, I think everybody knows that I am always team more Batman, <laughs> so I am, of course, I'm gonna be for this. But I, I'm one of those people that didn't come into the animated series until much later. I wasn't. I, I jumped onto it as an adult because you know this is how it is, and so I am. It's still new to me. It's still fresh for me. So I am like, yes, please, more now. But it's Batman. I am always for more Batman. Always.
3: Also, animated series is my favorite Batmobile. Period. Yeah,
1: honestly, mine too. Like
3: Batman. it's the I, most that, impractical
1: that it my dream car. <laughs> the animated <laughs> Batmobile is my dream car. And yes. you know, I am here for it.
2: Uh, yeah, I I'm I mean, there's a lot of my favorites that are attached to Batman Animated Series just because I was a 90s kid and Yo, know, I rushed home for school, and I was in front of that TV every day in my little like whatever twelve inch box I had on the oh. my desk to like <laughs> stare at Batman. I mean, yeah, I mean the villain storylines and origins, just some of the concept episodes they did. Like almost got him is still one of my favorite Batman stories oh, like good. of all time. Starface, like, Clock King. Yeah. There's so all many. The King. two the two part villain origins for like. Two face for like clay face connecting that to poison ivy with the two face like yeah, all great stuff, so I am so for it, and I would love to see like a kind of modern take on it because yeah. I liked how the timeless kind of mix of modern and retro they do, and I would love to see that now moved to and more updated Batman characters that we didn't have before and all that and so yeah, it'd be I'm all for it all right, I don't think anybody's like really against this, I don't think we have to debate this too hard, right like who's <laughs>
0: Oh, we have a question in the chat. Would you want them to expand on the villains or bring back the OGs?
2: I want them to do both. I want them to, I, I mean, I need the original cast of villains and a lot of the same voices if we can get them. But I also want them to, like I said, there's been more Batman villains. Like there's been more Batman stories that are great since. since can you imagine an animated
3: series, Court of Owls?
2: Like that would be. Owl.
1: God. Like that do a longer
2: version of Hutch. You know, there's like, there's so many things just to run down the list for. Um. Yeah. Ghostmaker. Ghostmaker. Like, yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> Best <laughs> like, name yeah. ever. Just
2: kidding. So there's, cool. there's just yeah. There's a lot you could do. I mean, just just the Bat Family alone has gro- grown. They've never done a Red Hood in animated series. Like, they've never done any of that stuff. So, it's all on the table. So, yeah, man. I just want to. I want to see them apply their vision to the expanded lore of Batman that we've had since the '90s. That's me. Agreed. Oh, 100%
1: agreed. Give me more.
2: I, like I, said, I can't remember. Did
3: Spectre ever pop up in the animated series?
2: I, I, can't I don't, don't think, think I don't so. Know. No, he popped up in later animated things, but I don't but think. But not he, in that one, right? I, not not in Batman. There have been
3: some amazing Batman Spectre stories. That is one I would love to see that aesthetic and style on. That would be so killer. That'd be great. Anyway, that's me.
2: Please don't kill me if I'm wrong, commenter, commenters. I don't remember everything. I, asked, I, I about genuinely
3: me. don't remember. I... No.
2: All right. I 100% remember. Um. All right. So, like I said, I don't, I don't see, foresee many people screaming about this happening. I mean, I think we're all just screaming that we hope it happens. So, uh, Batman: The <laughs> Animated Series. Hope that's coming to um, HBO Max. It would be great to help to fill out that DC animation section of the service with something kind of continuous and uh, something for the kids, something for adults, like Harley Quinn. I'm all for it. All right. Moving right along. Let's get into our WandaVision talk. So WandaVision is now out. Uh, Rich, if you're back there, I don't know, because we're going to be doing spoilers for this. I guess I need we, we need our spoilers graphic if uh, we have yes, it. spoilers. Spoiler, but uh,
0: if you haven't watched it by now.
2: I, I mean, yeah. I don't know why you're clicking on a, wand, a podcast called WandaVision <laughs> Spoilers Discussion. <laughs> but I just try to cover the bases. Uh, or even just a, a comic book <laughs> podcast yes.
0: of any kind. Yeah. If you haven't watched this yet.
2: Yeah. So we're gonna get into Wandavision spoilers. Um, we're not gonna recap most of the plot and things like that in Easter eggs. Uh, if you have not listened to our, you know, our sister podcast Phase Zero with Brandon Davis, he did. It's our Marvel podcast. He did an excellent job of kind of going through a lot of the deeper, significant Easter eggs and things yeah, okay. of these uh, first two episodes of Wandavision. But um, we're going to get here and kind of talk about a larger discussion, which is what's happened since this show has been released and kind of what the fan reaction has been and how we kind of see it as the start of Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and our first Marvel Cinematic Universe content in over a year. So just to kind of set the context here before I throw it to you guys, um, yeah, WandaVision has been kind of curious if you look around at any of the aggregate sites. It's been kind of critically acclaimed, but the fan score isn't as high. And just general chatter seems to be there, there's a lot more divided opinion for this about how this show has gone. Um, I can understand why people are hesitant, but uh, I also think there's been the caveats that Marvel pretty much in no uncertain terms warned us that this was going to be different. Uh, so I, I don't know what expectations were. So I'm kind of in the middle. But I know that before the show we were talking and Matt, you seem to be oh. coming here with possible <laughs> yeah. bandolier of grenades in your pocket. You're uh, right to uh, me, huh? <laughs> yeah. We gotta out we got out the uh, guy who puts a lot of DC books in and might hate WandaVision. As, get him a, on a, as my Twitter mentions
3: have uh have said uh because i've gotten into this discussion i feel like several times. Um well okay so i'm actually glad that you set the context because i feel like it's important because the fact that this is the first Marvel project we have received since 2019 I feel like actually kind of weighs into some of the response to the show. Uh you know my biggest issues with it are that um and I and I've seen a couple I, I get a little annoyed because like I see the knee-jerk reaction of like well, how can you not like this? And like, if you don't like this, you're not a fan of like long-term storytelling. You're not a fan. It's like, I read comics. Yes, I'm a fan of long-term storytelling. They were the most decompressed things on the planet sometimes. Too much so. But like, I, I still give them a try. So it's not that. I, and I like the fact that it's different. I love that. I love the shows this models itself after. I love I Love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke. Like, those are things I love. But so I, I give it kudos for that and doing something different. That said, different does not mean good. And different does not mean it's something that I still want. And I'm still just like endlessly hooked on. And I, and I understand, I've read the comics, so I know certain things of like ideas, like what's coming and things like that. So it's not even from an ignorance point of view. It's just, I feel like it doesn't do enough to actually, it, it relies on the fact that you know what's coming. It, it kind of relies on the fans to do a lot of the like, oh my God, that Easter egg is this or this and that. And, it, and the story itself is just kind of meh. It's kind of boring. It doesn't, <laughs> the mysteries are so slow. Like the teases are great when they happen. But like the first two episodes, I swear, there's like three. There's like three really yeah. those moments of tension that draw you into the overall mystery. And one of them is just the thing at the very end you know, like the episode and it's so quick and it moves and I get slow burns, but you got to give me some meat there. Cause I just don't feel like the mystery itself is that compelling. I know it's a dream. I know, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's not reality. Something's wrong. It's not subtle. So I know that I, I don't need that explained over the course of an hour. <laughs> I get it. Uh, and then also it's just not as I get the aesthetic it's going for in those old traditional sitcoms, and it does such a good job of capturing all the aesthetic pieces of it—the black and white, the the like laugh tracks, and all those the funny over the top, just like
0: costuming and set design. Yeah, like it's, it's wonderful,
3: but it's yeah. not funny. So when they do that, and they're like, "Oh, ha ha ha," it you're supposed to kind of be laughing with them. And right now, it's just kind of like, it's "Oh, not I see like, what she did there." Ha, but it's ha, ha. Not funny.
0: But it's like. Oh, but I'd how rather go is? watch
3: an episode of I Love Lucy, and I would actually <laughs> rather go watch that. And the mystery, it, neither part is working for me. The mystery is not compelling enough, and it's not funny. So otherwise, I'm just left with a very different MCU thing that just I'd rather watch something else. I mean, I'm sorry, Nicole. <laughs> I don't think I'll do it's it. meant to be funny. I don't <laughs> think it's meant to
1: be funny. But then I give
3: me something else, else to- in right. place of that. Well, Let's get Nicole is, in think, here.
1: I think that the and I'm. I'm a huge fan of vintage sitcoms, but I'm coming at this from kind of almost a feminist lens, but not exactly. Um, at, when you really think about it, vintage sitcoms are very subversive. There's a, if you scratch, they're funny on the surface, but if you scratch that surface, even it, contemporarily speaking, underneath you've got a much darker story in most cases, even I Love Lucy. and. Mm-hmm. Believe me, that's one of those things when I I watch it to distract myself versus watching it to watch it is a very different thing. I don't think WandaVision is intending to match an aesthetic, nor do I think that they're trying to be funny. I think that they are trying to be as subversive in the way that those old sitcoms are. Um, I think this is a much more intellectual story than what we're used to from the MCU. And I think that's probably why there's a little bit of division there, because people turn and expect to be entertained. This is more than just entertainment. They are building something bigger. And for me, that's what I think makes it so engaging and so interesting is that we all expect this to be following a very specific path and a very specific formula. And the MCU is going, hold up, we're playing something different here. I don't think it's meant to be funny. at but all. But I'm not I've expecting that. Not at all once on this. I've been spending the whole time going, what are they doing? Like I am so engaged in trying to figure out what it all means, that I feel like I'm watching more of a, almost like a thriller just slowly unfolding, rather than a comedy or even your traditional MCU thing.
4: Let's so put a pin in it. I, I, I don't
3: think,
2: I, I don't understand what's intellectual about
3: that it.
1: That is passionate. <laughs> hey, guys, I don't get it. Hey, hey, hey,
2: hey, hey, we're going to pay some bills. Hey, this is all great, but we got to pay the bills for this discussion. But you guys have good two sides that we're going to set up. And when we come back after a brief break, we're going to dig a little deeper into this two kind of polls of opinion about WandaVision because this is good stuff. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
4: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive twenty percent off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com/audio. Visit ixl.com/audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
2: All right, now for the people who are just watching and not listening, we're still here, so let's get back to it. <laughs> All right, so on the one side we have Matt saying this thing needs to pick up in substance he gets what they're doing but he doesn't enjoy it. Nicole says that it's kind of a pull in kind of the subversiveness and trying to piece together that puzzle. I'm kind of in the middle of the two of you I think minute I think there are scenes in the episodes that really do capture my attention for exactly what Nicole describes because I know that underlying tension is not always the most pronounced moments there are subtle little things that they throw in there that are kind of uh, a funny and it catch my attention as somebody who also watches a lot of old sitcoms, but I can like, again, I can see why a lot of people still think it, it, it's kind of a slow start from an MCU standpoint, especially, because I feel like I'm watching more of an indie movie than I am like a Marvel show. And, and it kind of has the same cues of an indie movie in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, yeah, so, Ooh, People in the comments i want to know how many of you guys feel kind of with nicole and how many kind of you guys feel with matt but uh yeah please guys i I have a take
0: i actually did a long discussion about this probably about two hours worth on my stream and i got a lot of varying opinions right off the bat i was obsessed with it i was couldn't find any criticism i was just hooked ready to see what episode three is going to do and then i started listening to my friends and I, uh, I do understand because if you are in this as a comic book reader, if you are in this because you love what they did with MCU in the films, it, it just it, – it's not that at all. I would say like my final, if I had to like put a bow on it, I think that they did what they wanted to do in episode one and episode two was unnecessary. It felt like – like someone had to point it out to me that episode two was supposed to be in the 60s. I thought they were both in the 50s. I thought they were both just that black and white 50s, like I love Lucy classic vibe. And I was actually like, you know, I was really expecting that episode two was going to get me all the way back and like up into the 70s. I thought that it was going to move a little faster. So I think personally, I love, I'm picking up what they're putting down. I love this. But I do think that episode two was wasted because we should have already been into the next, you know, we should have already had color. We should have already been in the seventies. We should have like, just, we got it. We already know what you're doing. Exactly what Matt said, that this is a retro throwback TV show vibe. And I, I got bored in episode two, honestly. There were moments that I was like, oh, heck yes. And I understand they're still introducing characters for us to understand the world. But that is my only criticism. Is that I wish episode two moved faster into something different. Didn't have to be action-packed, but just something different. It was just two of the same thing.
1: I think in terms of a broadcast history perspective, and this is where my my academic nerd comes in. um, The 60s were a very weird time in terms of television production. And so a lot of those sitcoms, you either had things that looked very 50s, because that's where the technology was. Or you had things that looked very 70s which is kind of where things were going and so i think it was very they had a weird thing to straddle in that second episode because they don't want to jump a decade necessarily but if you really go back and look at sitcoms from that time period they're either all one way for their early seasons and all of a sudden it's like here's our 70s and our avocado greens right um, they could have added more color i think they could have i think this week we get color at the end i think if they had broached that maybe earlier it would have helped People kind of understand that we're not still in the 50s. We're in that transitional. Change 60s the
0: hairstyle. Category. Like they gave her pants. They gave but her even, pants. That's it. Like, how am I supposed even to know?
1: Then, like, if like, <laughs> like, it's another one of those. She from a the skirt pants. One day, somebody started wearing pants and somebody started growing their hair out. It was, yeah. The 60s were weird, man. To, you know, just to, from a standpoint. So I understand why that episode probably feels like, wait, we didn't leave the 50s. Um, but I get that mostly because I watch way too much old TV.
3: Like, I, oh I agree God. with Janelle on not. I wouldn't. I don't know how the split works. Like, I don't know whether you maybe should have like incorporated more of episode two in episode one or vice versa. Like, I don't know how the best
2: cut of that would be. Because I a, think they did it. Not what I do way possibly. I but think. I, it, uh, yeah, I think you could only do it by releasing the first two together.
1: Yeah, I think that's yeah. why they probably released the first two together is because they are kind of paired like that. There's not really a good division. It'll be interesting to see how different three is from them.
3: Well, but I can tell though that part of that, that is not
2: needed. I,
3: I, agree with three? I
1: think
3: I have be.
2: seen, yes, I have seen three. Um, oh. and I was going to tease some of that without spoiling oh. because oh. uh, I do know in advance what three is, and uh, three makes the changes a lot more pronounced, uh, in a lot of oh. ways. We clearly move time periods, and it's in three, and I almost wish they had done the first three as a block. I guess they wanted to stretch for weeks. But by the end of three, you, you things feel like they're moving now. Like, yeah, things get weird. I mean, at the end of two, you see her pregnant. So that just kind of yeah. moves into three. That, that was very fast. Three. And <laughs> things get like increasingly weird.
1: Magic of television. And yeah.
2: more and more you begin to kind of... Understand, I know we know things aren't right, but you get to get more of the dread aspect and the kind of tension aspect. And it makes me think after seeing three, I'm kind of interested in WandaVision as a whole because I think this this series is more layered and subtle, like Nicole is saying, in some ways. And I honestly do think I'm fascinated to see what happens when we get to Spider-Man three. Doctor Strange, and mm-hmm. the Multiverse of Madness, Loki, all this other stuff, and then we get the chance to come back and see yeah. WandaVision all over again um, and see if if how people interpret even these bo- kind of, you know, quote-unquote boring early parts. Um, I'm kind of
0: And I do like that they hard. build the relationship. Like, in, in those two episodes, we are seeing how much they care about each other. Like, we're seeing this relationship that we really didn't see a lot of. We had to just go off of assumptions um, that they're madly in love with each other by the time we catch up with them. And I do love that aspect. And for me, like, I don't want anyone to get me wrong. I was all in on this. I I still am. And I absolutely loved it. But it was my it was other people kind of throwing things at me that made me question certain things. I'm very excited about where this is going.
3: Two things. One, that is a great comment that Kofi is flexing. I just wanted to shout.
2: out. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna speak back to that. I just want to say it's not every day that I get to pull a Brandon Davis flex and say like I yeah. have insider knowledge. That was, that's a great I, I'm in the house a lot these days, so I don't get to flex anymore. So uh, just, that's a
3: great that's a great comment. Two, uh just to put a, a pin on, you know, because I, I very much feel like I'm the negative voice here. Um, what I will say is I feel like I hope, and I said this on Twitter, I hope by the end of this show that early episodes are recontextualized in a significant way, because otherwise I feel like the show is getting credit for a lot of nuance that it does not have for me.
2: So that's where I kind of. I, I'm going to be honest. I am shocked that you are the negative person. I thought this was everything you wanted. Wanda, I thought so too. Vision, Avengers, old sitcom. There was this even previous episodes jam. where I, I said, like hey, this is what looking forward yeah. to
3: is WandaVision. Like, I even yeah. was on that train. It's just, it's, just not, it's just not doing you having a rough I mean, start. So just not it a rough
2: start to 2021, buddy? Is it a rough start?
1: <laughs> I, I did not expect to agree with Matt on this one. Yeah. I mean, there are things we don't always agree on, but I thought this was going to be the, oh, hey, high fives. This is great. Yeah. Dang.
2: All right. It's all right, man. We keep it surprising around here. You know, like a good marriage. You don't know everything. I really you feel know,
0: like episode three so is going to be awesome, though. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: I'm so psyched to see, like, what the discussion uh, is after episode three. Um, really excited. Yeah. So, all right. I'm not promising you like Meph- Mephisto is jumping out and crazy like that. I'm just <laughs> saying it gets a little bit more, you know. I don't know. You have then. you have built up some hype. I so have yeah, built, I, yeah, I have great. built up some serious hype. Yes, you uh, have. I do like I the, do, do, do the fires. All right. Okay. I think uh, we're going to be checking back in with WandaVision, obviously. Also, make sure you check out Phase Zero this Friday when the news episode drops because uh, that'll be your first place. Brandon Davis will break it down for you and uh, help you guys break into that discussion so make sure you check that out it'll be on twitch as well facebook everywhere we uh kind of broadcast our podcast all right so after WandaVision, vision let's talk comics matt what are we getting into this week buddy uh yeah so we got a good mix here I split. We did, we did
3: the split of Marvel. A schmear of NBC. everything. Uh, of course, uh, one of the biggest books we've been talking about lately, and it seems to get everybody jazzed every week, is King of Black. Uh, so King of Black, number three hit uh featuring a pretty – and by the way, before I go into any further, uh are we going to talk full spoilers on these or no? COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get okay. into full spoilers. Uh, so spoiler warning here because we are about to talk into some big spoilers. So if you haven't read it yet, just come back listen to this part later. Uh, But King of Black had some pretty big battles and uh, a pretty uh, really interesting story, some gorgeous art. Uh, So we'll definitely get into that. We're also gonna touch on Future State. There was a lot to get to on Future State. Uh, I will cover some of the smaller stuff uh, later on in the show but for our kind of big spotlight here we are going to talk about feature state Catwoman and of course the second issue of batman Catwoman from tom king uh so you know i guess let's start with king of black we'll start with some marvel we're on a marvel kick right now uh you know what did um everybody think of this issue because this was more of a just like big bombastic action set piece. of dylan
0: yeah great dylan.
3: I, yeah, I mean this yeah. week
0: this whole week of reading was I loved every single one of these. I'm so hyped about the comics we read this week. Um but yeah, I can I just the artwork at the end where they showed uh, the the like dark versions of all of our heroes was fantastic. It was absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um but yeah, Thor jumping in. I feel so nervous to spoil things. I don't know why I'm just so scared like, so about <laughs> the name. Um, but Thor finally getting in the mix uh, and and just dominating for a second was fantastic. Um, it's just Dylan is coming forward. It left you wanting more. It was just extremely well done. And I am so hyped about this comic. Um Yeah. Oh, wait. I'll let you guys talk a little bit as I (laughs) marinate.
3: No, it makes me happy, though. It makes me happy. That one scene, there's a a scene where Thor clocks Null so hard that, like, his jaw goes away, it that, part, off. Is off, yeah. oh my that part is awesome. That part is so good. So sick. And it's so oh, it's cool great seeing... that he
2: just instantly replaces it with a symbiote. Right? Yeah,
3: <laughs> it takes <laughs> yeah. a little bit of the wind out of the sails. But like, it was very much <laughs> a uh, like rocket raccoon winter soldier moment when like Dylan and Thor are just in the middle of all these things and like circling around. It's cool when
2: Dylan has the shield. Like there's some really cool moments Oh here. yeah,
0: Dylan grabs the shield. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, that's
2: great. Uh, Kofi, what definitely- do you think? um i liked it i mean as i've been saying we've been kind of really hard on marvel the past year about these kind of epic crossovers they've been promising that turn out to be uh (laughs) even even you know even looking back uh ten of swords it it was the same i mean it wasn't quite as epic it was more funny and kind of comedic and silly uh but this one feels like grand scale like i could see this being a marvel cinematic universe event one day you know what i mean like this has that kind of scope and scale to it and and it's been delivering and even the tie-ins have been really good. So, uh I know we didn't put them on the docket but like you ha- I read like the thunderbolts tie-in right. and stuff like that spider-gwen versus carnage like you know, I've been kind of enjoying those. Um but this one is again, this is a big and it seems well planned and right now Eddie Brock is seemingly dead and this was the first time I could actually see Marvel moving Dylan Brock ahead as a successor to Venom in a serious way. Uh, this event kind of in what he's going through right now. And uh, it would be different and he would have a cool set of powers, but uh, you know, Eddie's coming back, but I liked, I could actually believe Dylan carrying like a Venom, you know, book.
3: From I, I book. agree. I feel like that legacy is actually, seems to be planted here and they've done a lot of work in the core venom book on Dylan and Eddie's relationships. I feel like that's paying off here because it's believable. You can actually see a future. Eddie is going to come back at some point, but you could you definitely can't see a future without him for a bit, you know, Wolverine-esque couple years or whatever. Nicole, what do you think?
1: I agree with that actually. And um I haven't really been deep into much of the, the Marvel like event things for a while because they just haven't been my jam. This has got me back into it. And in fact this issue made me go back to Venom to read more about, you know, that relationship with Dylan, because I was just like, I can see this, but I need to have bigger context. I I loved this issue. The art for me, though, was the thing that just kept me just staring at the page and not necessarily like really reading the words. <laughs> I was just so like, man, this is some good art, like. I wanna take my copy apart and frame pieces of it. It's so good. And that for me just jumps out because this is such a big event. It requires some big, beautiful art. And I yeah. just think that um, everything in this and the pacing, even the you know the pieces of the extension, the add-on stories that are in the different books I just think it's all coming together so nicely. I had no hope or expectation for King in Black. Like I, I was just like, this is not going to be my jam. But this issue in particular, everything just really seemed to come together for me. Um, yeah, it was definitely. just incredible. I, it's one of the stories that, like, even it, you just, you can close your eyes and see it in your head, even while you're looking at it. And I just thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I I, Marvel, you won me back. It took a while, but I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> this team wow. has
3: done a really good job with, like, because uh, I will say, Venom Beyond. Even for as like ridiculous a premise of like jumping into the future and having all these crazy versions of characters, and like Dylan ends up being, you know, in that future, like the evil. And so there's a there's a lot of big, kind of crazy concepts. But it does a really good job of like grounding it but a thing between a father and a son, and then discovering like your mother's alive in this universe and all that emotional stuff. It's crazy. They really wrapped a lot of interesting development for characters in these big insane concepts i think they're still doing that here which is what allows like that big action to be grounded it it feels like you're actually moving towards something uh so yeah moving over then uh to the very sleek uh feature state catwoman which was like a straight up train heist and i all i wanted to do after this was watch this on on the big screen like i wanted this story on a on a big screen. This would be
2: awesome as a Catwoman like as a DC anime. Like this would be a great yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: some some form of like animation or whatever cuz this just like there was so much style in this. The artwork was just a really cool mix and perfect fit for this character. Uh so I mean, what did you guys think? Janelle, I know you were big on it.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I God, I still feel bad for spoiling anything, but just the just the cliffhanger at the end uh that Bruce is you know, Bruce, you hear me? Like that that ending part just uh, made me gasp. <laughs> I was just losing it. Um, I loved how they bring in kind of like the kids, like they let the kids be heroes here. Um, and they're kind of the future of Gotham and they're helping Catwoman. It's all this beautiful plan that you just don't know even was kind of formed to begin with. Um, but I loved the artwork because I loved the color scheme. I thought mm. it was just stunning. Um, and it just felt like there were a lot of twists and turns, like surprises, uh, that made me really excited. It just kept me turning the pages over and over. I was just like really excited trying to read as fast as I could. I, well, digitally,
2: digitally turning. The there, were, there was also so many, very subtly, some well done things. And it's interesting because we're going to talk about Batman and Catwoman, uh, too, which these two were very similar future state Catwoman and Batman Catwoman two, and spirit, um, but what I love about this one, there's so many subtle things they do that are just such interesting concepts that we don't really see we haven't really seen before. First it was good to see Catwoman like up as a Gotham kind of leader, as a as hero, an, yeah. a kind of hero and leader. Um, um, that was instead of just the, I mean, even as an anti hero, she's just perfect for Gotham in, yeah. in general. And That was awesome. Um, seeing her use all those skills as a master thief, as a master combat, when she just doesn't even worry she's like, Don't worry about the guard. <laughs> yeah. um, like, and um, it was really cool to see by the end reveal to see Gotham uniting to save Batman, yeah, for once, and it being all these different people, the kids inside the train working with Catwoman, and this whole kind of crazy ragtag crew of Gotham's, you know, street people, um, uniting to save Bruce Wayne and Batman was, I think was really cool. Um, this, this is like the one future state book. Like if this just became the Catwoman story I started reading, like I'd be okay with that. I'd be like, Oh, I mean, all right. Yeah. Like, let's go with that. Um, so I was really impressed. Nicole.
1: I loved this Catwoman. This, to me, felt like the most Catwoman thing that I've read in a long time. It, it finally gives the character her full due. Because yeah. she is a lot of incredible things. And in a very real way, she really is like, yeah, Batman is Gotham's hero. But Catwoman is kind of, I don't want to say the soul of Gotham, but she's very much representative of Gotham mm-hmm. in a very real way, but depending on her complicated origin. But still, I just loved everything. I love the train heist. I love that she was just full on... I've got this and incorporated all the people she needed to, to do it. The twist at the end with the Bruce thing gave me chills. I loved seeing her as her own hero, but still as part of this bigger story. What I also really loved this to me feels like the first future state book that really gives us a unvarnished look at how bad things are. Yeah. And that really jumped out at me and made me almost uncomfortable because i I read a lot of like the like you know the the next Batman and Mm -hmm. Dark Detective and those are kind of in my wheelhouse in a lot of ways. This for me really brought home just how how dystopian Gotham has become.
2: Yeah, that's my one
1: super important.
2: That was my one criticism of the book. Actually, is not in and of itself, but I'm just like I'm getting a little swirled up about like what the state of, of this magistrate thing is. Cause it seems much more severe in this book. And I was like, are we like later into this
1: magistrate thing? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I don't know like what they're point. trying to show. And I could be wrong here, but I feel like it almost is trying to show that even within any branch of anything, like we got the magistrate, but there's always going to be pockets that are going to be a little more severe than others in a fascist or a authoritarian state. And I think that's what we're seeing here is that there's some people who definitely have their own ideas. Yeah, but about like how severe they need to be. And I think there's I, a little I, bit of unchecked power going on.
2: Dark detective seems like Bruce Wayne is back out on the streets, so though he's thought dead. And Catwoman, he's locked up. Well, and in the next uh, Batman, it seems like people think he's dead and well, gone.
3: That's the and biggest thing against yeah. all of the that that's my one critique of so far. Just yeah, because, me too. like reading Nightwing reading like Batgirls, even within like the next Batman, right? the three stories that happen within the next Batman, sometimes that timeline and where things are can jump because in Nightwing on the screen is Batgirl. And then I know from reading Batgirls that Barbara Gordon is like in a cell underneath the thing sending out messages and she's been doing it for months. So then in Nightwing, he talks to the next Batman and like, oh, well, Bruce has been gone a minute. But then in Catwoman, it jumps. It's not a particular an issue within those individual stories because I think those stories right. actually I liked all of those books this week and last week. But de- like that's an editorial thing. That's the thing of like, hey, one book needs to go out before another. I mean, there was a Superman book this week that is like, hey, this takes place after Man of Metropolis that doesn't come out till next week. So I have no context <laughs> in that story. Well, what
1: helped me kind of deal with that mentally until everything is out and I can actually physically piece it all together because I eventually will. That's how I am. Um, I've just been taking it as a, these are all potential possibilities. And so the timelines don't have to line up right now. Um, You're
3: doing a lot of work. I do do a lot of work. But if
1: you do approach it that way That's though, their you job lose the cognitive business <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but their I, job
3: I is to stories. make it make sense. Oh it no, is a no question weekly question format. You know what no I mean? Like
1: in there. Yeah. But I also feel like some of these stories are going to be so short that I want to enjoy them as they're coming out before I go later and do my super oh work. yeah I
2: think they're, they're good just to pull it all together like I think they're good at yeah. just like when I'm just in each book I don't care but like it's just a Batman the Bruce Wayne continuity is just so noticeable so that like yeah. oh yeah, out. The yeah. continuity
1: is, is definitely a mess but and, I
2: accept each book for its thing like I, yeah. I don't need I just, just like myself that. these yeah. are yeah. all
1: possibilities and eventually they'll come together or they won't come together
2: Maybe I just hope DC's hard. cutting you yeah. a check young lady because uh you're doing some good PR work
1: <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
3: All right, Uh, So yeah, Batman Catwoman number two. Uh, I think last time we talked about the first issue, it was, I I think everyone liked it. I don't know. I can't remember if it was a little divisive or not, but Is uh, that
0: where they had the like moment of make out? Like, did they make out awkwardly?
2: Uh no! They had I full on bed beds. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah, they got yeah full I, I think that was our on only criticism. Style. They were doing caddy style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. that
0: was what we didn't really. <laughs> Which there's did. none of that here.
2: That does not happen here.
1: If
2: I remember correctly, our criticism was that Tom King just kind of jumping between three timelines was yes. a little bit convoluted on the first one. Which does yeah. not change either. It does not just- <laughs> change. Her, but I was so ready for it this time.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, this time, at least you're braced for it. But for me, I feel like that is such a weak element of this book. Like, yeah. I, I, get it. It. <laughs> I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I like Tom King's approach to Batman generally. I do like the Bat-Cat story. I, I like this, the issue itself. I feel like this is more Catwoman story, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like you could leave Batman over there for this one, which I know coming from. I mean,
2: part of the story, they literally leave him um, in the ground for. Yeah, I yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> um, but for me, but I'm just like I, I, I feel like the jumping between the timelines is kind of taking away from the story to me. It's for me, it's losing its impact. Um, that I- said.
2: I think that I mostly agree with you. I think he did one too many. I don't think you needed the past with no. the early days with Joker and Catwoman because that one's too hard to distinguish from the present it day. Um, yeah. And those are the ones where you go back and you're like, and you're like, Ugh. and the future one, I love the future stuff because it's like a Tarantino movie. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like a really, and this one was a really good Tarantino. Movie. Yeah, it was really good. Um, But yeah, that, that past of the early days of Batman golden era stuff. It's just, they don't, I wish they had just exaggerated the costumes or something to make us know that like every time we move there, because literally those are the times I I know exactly what you're talking about where I go back and I'm like, wait, 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 is this like present day that she's meeting Joker? Is this the past with this medallion? Like, what is this? And I get it. They're building that something she did in the past, screws up the things in the present and leaves her with this kind of legacy. She's taken out of Joker in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, I get it. Uh, but, uh, and I've seen that indie movie again a thousand times where we just kind of shift through people's life. I know you want to go full Terrence Malick, I get it. But um, like, yeah, it is kind of convoluted
3: still. It's a little overcomplicated.
1: It's, too, it's a little too complicated. I mean, Do you think it will pay think, off
0: though? Like, do you think I, there's a reason for I think it
2: will, but we I, might not understand it.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think it'll get a payoff, but oh, I don't so know about the impact. <laughs> that you're and I think part of that is because the idea that something that uh, something that Catwoman has done in her past is going to create havoc with her and. Speaking of
0: Batman. Catwoman,
1: I know, right? That is my cat, Ghoul. That's how big of a nerd I am. You planned it, I love it. But thanks. Um, but like I was saying, is like the story that the idea that something Catwoman has done in her past, can, pertaining to Joker, going to cause problems in the future for her relationship with Batman, is a story that's been told a thousand times. Mm. And I feel like. We're gonna get a payoff, but the way King is dividing and parsing it up, it's gonna be like, oh, so that's it. Mm. Like, I feel like we're gonna be let down a little bit. But the flip side of that is we're getting some sweet future action with you know older, older Catwoman. Maybe. I love that. For me that. I am here for. Like, yes, please more. That and I also just want more Phantasm. Like, I really want to know what this thing is yeah. that you did to Andrea, because realistically speaking. I have not seen anything thus far that would tell me that Catwoman, that the she, that what happened to Andrea is the real reason she's going after Joker. And I think that maybe that's going to unfold and we're going to get that Catwoman has to confront something for herself and realize she's doing it for herself and not for somebody else. But so far I'm not sold on that piece of the story. So I'll be interested to see if it pays off in a way that I feel satisfied because that's generally speaking. And this is just an honest criticism of King. Of Again, I like his work. I just don't feel like the payoff is ever really quite what it needs to be.
3: Okay, I think it's split. I, I, I'm i about every, it's like every other thing. Because like for every, like I was satisfied with Batman. Aside from the editorial decision to like split it out because it was supposed to be 100 issues and all that mess. That's that's something like I don't blame on the writer necessarily. That's yeah, something that I just blame funny. on editorial. But, um, you know, but then you get Heroes in Crisis, which is a train wreck. Because <laughs> like I didn't like that we book try, at all. We
1: try not to remember that ever happened.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's, that's terrible. So like okay. it's every other one for me. I agree though. I the phantasm stuff is the stuff I'm actually okay. aside from the future yeah. rivalry thing. That's fantastic. But like the phantasm stuff with like why that relationship is there, why she's so burdened by it. That's the interesting thing, and I agree with Kofi. I feel like lop off the very past timeline and we're good I, I feel like that is the major change that you could make to this book and like it wouldn't hurt it in any way and it would just pick up the pace allow you to get more into the andrea stuff so i agree um so yeah so that's comics this week that's a lot yeah a lot to talk about
2: all right Great. so that'll be it for our main show we're gonna do our quick mentions uh first i'm just gonna run down real quick and mention uh things for our girl megan peters and our anime team we got some big stuff happening uh, I started watching Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's on HBO Max, if you want to check that out, uh, one of the hot new animes that came out. It's pretty good, pretty good. I'm, I'm kind of digging out, and I'm looking forward to kind of dipping into that pool as my next Demon Slayer. Uh, we also have new Dragon Ball Super and Boruto uh, issues out of manga, as I'm speaking, and they're dropping Dragon Ball Super, starting a big new arc that's going to be game-changing so all my anime manga fans be sure to check that out and we'll have that for you on comic book anime Matt what do you got for us in mentions
3: uh yeah so uh, like we talked about there's a lot of future state this week so I'm just gonna highlight a few things that I would recommend you go read and some of them are just one story within the book so uh full sail Nightwing is actually the first meeting between Nightwing who is leading the resistance and the new Batman so there's actually some interesting stuff there and the next issue should be interesting as well and continues that art uh future state Superman worlds at war literally the First part of that book is all you need to read. <laughs> Just read the first Superman story. That's it. The other two, I was so bored. But the first one, fantastic! Such a cool message, and that is also Philip Kennedy Johnson's uh, story in there. And it's such a cool message, and the stuff they do with Clark is really interesting. Uh, the next ba- uh, the next Batman second story only. Batgirls uh, is Vita Ayala story and that is, again, Cassandra Cain, Stephanie Brown. I love them. I will always read stuff with them, and it's just a really cool kind of prison break-ish caper thing, so definitely read that. Uh, And then just a couple things. Black Cat number two. I feel like Janelle will love this issue because it ties into King of Black, and it's just, again, a really fun story. They've been killing it there. Uh, Seven to Eternity, number 16, is the uh, second to last issue of this series. Uh, Rick Remender and Jerome O'Pena's story. Definitely check that out. It's fantastic. And we live number four was a gut punch to every emotion in my soul. And the series has been every issue and I love it. So definitely check that out. So that's other comics.
2: All right. Thank you, Matt. Thank you everyone who has tuned in live with us on Twitch and Facebook and everywhere else. Thank you to my host, Nicole Janelle, for tuning in with us as well. Uh, we hope you guys check out WandaVision and come back, and we're gonna be continuing that discussion. Plus Everything else going on in 2021. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. If you're just getting into the show, we put up new episodes every Wednesday on comicbook.com or your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. If you have a smart home device, tell it to fire up Comic Book Nation Podcasts and it'll start playing for you. If you want to become a regular listener, you can also subscribe to our Twitter feed at Comic Book Nation, or just look up the hashtag Comic Nation or our YouTube page at uh, the Comic Book Nation YouTube page. And like I said, we put up every episode on the site, and you can also watch and listen in those articles on comicbook.com. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. If you like the show, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review, and we'll see you next time. If you want to check me out, I'm at Kofi Outlaw. I am at Aguilar CB.
0: I'm at Janelle Wheeler.
1: And I am at Life and Polaroid.
0: All
2: right. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace. Bye, guys.